Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Bling, bling, really big ring. Bosky out with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. On this fine Monday day, perhaps you are driving in a car. Perhaps you are riding on a train. Perhaps, and this is one that I didn't say last time, you walk on your commute while you listen to podcasts. Perhaps you're just sitting in your room. It doesn't matter where you are, you are currently listening to Culture Kings. Today's guests are two brilliant sketch writers, two brilliant comedians, two two brilliant actresses, both host well, I guess one is a host of a podcast. One, maybe will be soon. Uh, we'll discuss all of it. I have with me in the studio today, Heather Alcaron. Damn, that's false. Keegan Botham. You said it a hundred. Really? You added Can I have to do? I have to do my intro. If I'm allowed <laughs> to do my intro. And Anna Victoria Salinas. Damn. They are the sketch duo... John Baxter, Juan Baxtero in certain regions, if allowed, by YouTube or Google, whoever that is. What do you mean, if allowed? Well, I don't know if you know this, if you've ever been on YouTube, but there are certain videos that you can't access because they aren't allowed in your region. We're banned from China, for sure. That's a Netflix thing. No, that's any kind of media, Anna. Any media has regions. You think there's Juan Baxtero videos you can't see? Well, because they're not allowed in my region. I mean, you know we have some provocative videos that... Are definitely banned. My from. intro, my intro has completely been derailed. You said <laughs> Heather's name wrong. Yeah, first as of all, is it not Al Caron? No, no, but that's beautiful. Well, how is it? Uh, Alarcon. Alcon. Alarcon. 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 Yeah. Okay, can I do it again? Yeah, sure. Jesus. Heather Alarcon. Egan Botham. I don't know why you're adding an accent to the last name. Well, you know, I wanted to make sure that all of it was in there. Higginbotham, from your father, I presume? <laughs> Correct. Good. Good man. Very good. And Salinas, from your father, I presume? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from now on, just call me Salinas. <laughs> Salinas is from your father, I presume? No, my mother. Okay. Mom- but she's Swedish. Uh, she converted. Okay. That's good. Momplazia? Yes. Did I say it right? It was close. Damn. From your father? Yes. And his father. And his father. Mom pleaser? That is what I say to bartenders to get my, uh, I say this on every episode, but it's true. I say this to bartenders to get my card back. Do you also please moms? Not mine. Do you fuck moms, moms? dude? Okay. (laughs) Listen, you guys, I don't know if you know this, but in Jaquisa's absence, this has become a very serious NPR type podcast where I interview guests that I respect and Aww. feel uh, 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 a deep, deep sort of wanting to know more about them. So this running joke of bits where you guys attack me and make me feel bad is not welcome in this space. I feel, feel like I've been pretty middle of the road. No, that's good. <laughs> I don't I haven't attacked in, you in the terms whole of time. the quality of your work. Or... Oh God! <laughs> 
Jesus, Edgar. You're coming guns blazing in. I'm wow. coming guns blazing in. Women produce mediocre comedy, oh my says God. Edgar Mom Please. Heather, you're drawing penises on that. You asked for a paper. And you're just drawing penises on it, guys. It's this what is I a do very serious nervous. podcast now in Jaquisa's absence. It's a very serious. Why do you hate my art? Why do you? Why are you like Anna's this? writing? Suck my D on a paper. This is completely out of control. How about we get to it? How did you guys both start in sketch comedy? Ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, uh, I was a young boy growing up in the Bronx in 1952, and my father was working in the factories at that time. Oh, really? There were factories in the Bronx in 1952? No, they were in the city. We lived in the Bronx. Oh, really? There were factories in Manhattan in 1952. What factories? The one I worked at. Exactly. That's I'm getting to that part. <laughs> and uh, one one day my dad said, that's it. I'm tired of your little theater shows. It's time you come to work with me at the factory. So you were already doing theater at this time? Well, you know, just neighborhood theater. What kind of uh, things were you guys doing It was this deep, deep theater? underground shit. Yeah. Right. So we you met were also at, the at that neighborhood theater? Yes, because the thing is we met at the factory. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But outside, so this entire time, how big the was this neighborhood? The concrete factory, mind you. How big was this neighborhood theater, you guys would well, say? Well, you know Bob Dylan? Yes, I'm familiar with his work. He got his start at this neighborhood theater. Okay, mm. but that would have been after you guys because you guys just said that you were doing your work in 1952. Yeah, I'm explaining the theater to you. Okay, that's fine. Have yes. I heard, oh, I was just going to, I don't know if you've heard of him, Elton John. I do know Elton John, yes. Well. Is that, a, are you just asking me if I've heard of Elton John? Yes. Okay, that's fantastic. So I went to work with my father Absolutely. at the factory. Concrete. Making How old were you at this point? Five. Um, five years old. Okay. And I saw uh, the factory owner's daughter standing uh, by the foreman watching so all the workers. So this was Higginbotham Concrete. You were it was Higginbotham at. Concrete uh, in her best Sunday dress. And I said to my pa, one day I'm going to make her my sketch partner. And my pa said, no son of mine is going to marry the boss's daughter in comedy okay. and i said just you wait and see pa especially since i was already betrothed oh who to... are you betrothed to and again how old were you at this point six, six. Okay. <laughs> so at the age of six you were already betrothed yes okay mm. to she... the king of comedy at the time mm -hmm. this is in the 1950s dan cook dan cook I was going to say Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart? Well, okay. Well, I guess that's a well, little bit more time a, appropriate. The, the thing is that they were... They were contemporaries. A, uh, very competitive with one another. Bob Newhart, Dane Cook. Dane Cook ended up inching out. But, you know, Bob Newhart, longtime Higginbotham family friend. Mm. Uh, he would later now, go on to marry... Is this before Bob Newhart's collaborations with a Bing Crosby? After. Okay. You sure? Well, of course. Ooh, let me think. Mm. Uh, yeah, if my memory serves me right, it was mm -hmm. definitely after, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, so, we knew Bing back in the You day. guys knew Bing? Bingity-bing. Bingity-bing. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know about Bing is that his parents almost named him Bang. Really? What made them change their mind? I mean, just think about it. Bang? You really want to call someone Especially Bang? Especially Bang Crosby. Ooh, you don't want that. It's too close. Too to provocative what? for the times. <laughs> you know. 
So, uh, you know, that that's as the story goes. Mm. Uh, I uh, I worked my way up through that factory. I was doing the rounds at the time in community theater. And sure enough. Again, this is at the age of five years old. Well, I yes. grew to five and a half, mm-hmm. six. Pretty soon I was ten. Then finally I, I slapped Anna across the face and I said, we just got to run away, all right? I'm losing my prime. I'm turning seven soon. Okay. Yeah. It's time uh, to move out What prime west. are you talking about? Prime. I'm losing my prime. Yeah, no, but like your acting prime or your what prime? I think you know what we mean. No, I don't want to dive into that at all. My comedy eggs. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, a woman only has so much time before her comedy eggs. She's only got so many jokes. Go sterile. Yeah. Okay. None of this. Oh, I won't even get into that. I want to get into that. Um, (laughs) You guys do write comedy together. Uh, You guys were both featured in vultures this week in web videos he was uh, uh they described your phantom bread parody which i think is a very very hilarious video Aww. how about you guys kind of talk about your process in terms of coming up with a sketch like phantom bread <laughs> she tickles me until i make jokes and then i tickle her back i do we have a little feather we use <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll tell you one thing. We were really hoping that the Phantom Thread would be a bigger hit than it was. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a big hit because of uh, uh, people felt a little bit. What? I mean, I think that the subject matter was a little. Uh, uh, I think it just came out at the wrong time. Me too. We were me tooed. I don't. I'm, I don't think the two of you were me tooed. No, I don't want to say that. Feels like we're me tooed. People have a problem with our feather process. Yeah. Okay. When we go into rooms with other people. I was younger. I mean, at my tender age of five, Heather was six. Power dynamic. Okay. Not sure, yes. I was. A... This is a dark joke that I'm not <laughs> making at all. I'm not involved in this joke whatsoever. This is a joke that the two of you are making on your own. Are you uh, me tooing me right now? Oh my god! Yeah, of course You're we're alive? referring to the uh, Spanish BuzzFeed uh, streaming <laughs> platform Me Too. Mm-hmm. That is, we are Me Too. Mm-hmm. Um, the content creator. They're not actually affiliated with BuzzFeed. No, not at all. M-I-T-U. Me M-I-T-U too. with a, uh, an accent on the I? Nope, the U. The U, oh, Edgar. Wow, wrong. wow. You can't ever be right. You can't ever be right. Uh-oh. Anyway. So, so uh, yeah, though we made that video hoping it would uh, win all the awards at the Oscars. E.T. Anderson's Phantom Threat. Excellent movie. And uh, it turned out that it really... Really excellent. So you good. You saw it. You uh, loved yeah. it. I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say it was an excellent film. What? Yeah. We both finished it and went, wow. The ending, I think, still for me, bugs me. Mm. What? Why did the ending bug you? Mm. It just felt like such a turn. What? It felt it's like such end. a... Not all ends are turned. Some ends are pretty straightforward. Spoiler alert, So you alert, didn't you want guys. them to? I was going to spoil it. I didn't. No, yeah, we won't spoil it. Well, for the, you know, I mean, I loved it too, so. You did? Mm-hmm. Heather didn't see it. Oh. <laughs> you made what? a sketch about it. <laughs> I feel like that's. Uh, well, here's the beautiful thing about making a parody of a trailer. It's a trailer parody. You just need to see the trailer. Mm. Uh. And we were shot for shot with that trailer. It was great. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, you even make an appearance. I do. A little cameo. So what would you guys say are some of your biggest comedy influences? Huh. Hmm. 
Well, uh, let's just say, you know, and I don't want to put, you know, any sort of pressure on you guys, but, you know, this is a podcast that the two of you are featured on. Is this your first time being featured on a podcast as guests together? Actually, yeah. So someone yeah. could perhaps look at this podcast and be like, oh, this is an example of John Baxter's sense of humor and work and their background. I mean, and you guys could take this however you want to take it. But, you know, this is an opportunity for you guys to, you know, what are you sell saying? yourself. Wow. Thanks, Edgar. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Whoa, are you <laughs> trying you so... to take credit for anything we've done? What? No. no. He's trying to take credit for having us. All. I mean, like, he should get, thank you for having us. No, I don't want any uh, thanks for having Edgar you Edgar always says, Behind every successful woman is a man whose ideas she stole. That's I've never said that. He says once. that to me every night before I fall asleep. That's not true. That's simply not true. That's simply not true. And then true. I wake up in a cold sweat. That's <laughs> disgusting. What? You sweat. I don't. Uh, let's not. Let's not. Let's just not. Anyway, uh, I would say our influences are... My armpits sweat. Yeah. Do they? Mm-hmm. Heather's armpits. I don't know who are. Uh, this sounds bad. I guess I never thought about it. Mm. So is that bad? We um, we genre flood when we're we doing do. things. You guys yeah. love doing genre stuff. We yeah. do. You we like do doing genre beat to beat, beat by beat genre pairs. I love home movies. The, mm, the show. The show. Mm-hmm. So. That, yeah. I think there's like a loose influence His name there. Lauren in terms Bouchard. Of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You thought that was a girl. Who? Lauren Bouchard. I did. I did think that Lauren Bouchard like, was a woman for a long time. <laughs> Adult Swim has female creators. Just look at Lauren Bouchard. Yeah. <laughs> the creator of Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I thought Lauren Bouchard was a woman for a very long time. I thought that the person who voiced Tina was a woman. Eugene Merman. Hmm. No. What? Eugene Merman voices Eugene. <laughs> the guy who voices Tina, I can't remember his name. It's like Dan. Oh, you're right. No, I know. Dan Mintz. Yes. I've seen him do stand up. Yeah. It's weird because he, does he, he sounds sound, like he that. still sounds like that. It's and Linda's a, a guy who, too. Yeah. Yeah, is it also Dan Mintz? I'm going to tell you right now off the top of my head. Okay. The top of my head is loading. Okay. <laughs> We'll it is a little away. like, is that a bad thing that, like, there are so many men involved in Bob's Burgers that even our funniest female characters are voiced by men? I don't know. You tell me. I don't How know. do you feel about it? Well, Tina's a feminist hero, so. It's know. all different men. Hey. Is that better? Would it be more problematic if they were all the same man? No. Okay. Hey. Hey. Like, uh. Yeah, uh, you know, Rick and Morty. That's like a lot of Justin Roiland just doing all the voices. I don't think he voices any woman on that show. That's true. He might not. No, I don't think he does at all. I believe Sarah Chalk is the mother. And um, Spencer Grammer is the daughter. Well, there you go. There you go. And Solved all it. of them are our influences. Sarah Chalk? Been, yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it because of her work on Scrubs? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite episode of Scrubs? When she has a crush on JD mm-hmm. and <laughs> it doesn't work out. What is this, a quiz? <laughs> Do you think 
no, just because a woman know, brings uh, up a show, you got to quiz her on it? I don't know if you've ever been interviewed before, but uh, usually how it goes is there's a Wow, host. I don't know if you've ever been interviewed I before. Don't, I don't know. Jesus. I don't know. So uh, usually the host is, uh, I mean, I just did this twice and it went It's like well. I'm back home in Miami, Florida with both my parents. Do they speak to you this way? Where they speak to each other? Yes. Oh, when they speak to each other. Oh, you're watching your parents <laughs> talk to each other. Well, I yeah, don't and know. And my dad used to actually uh, ask me any questions and be like, this is a test, so you better get it right. And it was like- Did you ever? How was your day? I never got it right. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. You joke about your father a lot. Was your father a funny person? He was funny. <laughs> my- um, my mom tells me like the same rotates like the same two or three stories over and over again. Mm-hmm. Who's about, who was funnier? You know what? Never mind. Who was funnier? <laughs> yeah. My mom or my dad? My dad, when he wanted to be. Mm. I've met Heather's mom, and I will say she's, she's a, hilarious. Yeah, she's a character. Well, yeah, she is like. a character. But it's not intentionally funny, is what you're right, saying. Right, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Heather's mom. Uh, her name's Elsa. It's true. We're friends mm-hmm. to the degree that we've met twice. Yvonne and I are better friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say that you guys are friends at all by that. Well, by that measure, she knows me. Sure. Um, the last time I saw her was not the last time she was in town. It was two times ago, and she was binging uh, Gossip Girl. Oh, was she? Yeah. <laughs> before the time before that, she was binging. Um, oh, what's the one with the? I can't believe I'm blanking on it. Um, Lorelai and her mom. Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> does she only binge when she's in town with you, or does she binge when she's alone? Both. Okay. Yeah. What kind of shows is she binging? It seems like uh, 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 teen dramas. Teen dramas. Well, things that are like pretty, like everyone's pretty. and. Okay. Does she like you know, Pretty Little Liars? She probably won't like that because there's too much murder. Mm, she doesn't like violence. Mm. Yeah, she doesn't like violence. Okay. She likes like uh, romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does your mother like to watch? I don't know. You tell me. Okay. Well, then. Mm. Answered, uh, asked and answered, I assume. You've met her. Sure. Only for three days. What do you think she likes? Mm, I think she likes falling asleep while watching television. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's my assumption of her is that she's, not, uh, <laughs> she's not actually watching the show. God. Oh, that's my favorite show. Falling asleep while watching the show. Like yeah. she like is watching, but because we were trying to watch um, Succession with her. And she couldn't remember Succession. what episode she had finished. Because she, of and then course, she would she be like, asleep. she'd be like, "Oh, it was this one," and we'd start watching and be like, "Oh no, I, I remember some of this and not all of it." <laughs> and then we'd have to keep. We like half watched four episodes before we figured out where she actually was. Did she continue watching? We finished the show with her. Oh, good. That weekend, getting my parents to finish a TV show is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. They fall asleep. They're at that age. They fall asleep. Mm. My dad is so into PBS masterpiece Mm. theater. So are you. Period dramas. You think I am? You should meet my dad. Every time I come home, he's like, Anna, have you seen Call of the Midwife? Mm -hmm. It's so good. I'm like, Dad, it's so bad. I'm Mm. not going to watch Call of the Midwife. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Call of the Midwife? No. It's like 19... 
60s Britain uh, midwives living oh my God. together. Tell me more. Uh, delivering baby. I think oh, it's not wow. in the 60s. It's like the 40s. Mm. Just, you know. Are they breastfeeding each other's children? No, 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 no. They're like, uh, you know, doulas. Is that what you're looking for out of your television shows? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Is this serious interviewing? Yes. <laughs> Why? Why? Why are you looking for women breastfeeding each other's because babies? Because I want to know what's up with that. Mm. You know? It feels weird to me. Were you breastfed as a child? No, and I resent it. Really? Oh, yeah. Why not? Um, my mom said because it was too uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> Did you hold on? Were you? Were you? Uh, I have no idea. She said she tried it were, once some, and yeah. like was like, "Oh, forget it." Oh my god! What? <laughs> yeah. so you were, were you a formula child? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, easy. Fine. That's a lot. But yeah, well. You, you say know. it was a lot. Is it something that you discussed with a therapist? Because you <laughs> went, "Oh, it's a lot." <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> Uh, what are what are the things that happen if you don't breastfeed as a kid? I just think that it's like a. a it sounds a, like it's gonna make me feel bad. Certain, what? No, I think it comes down to like uh, immunity, cer- certain diseases and stuff like that. Edgar like, was think, breastfed uh, till he was five. I was for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa! And I'll also talk about how that makes no sense because I had a brother who was literally born 15 months after me, so that was impossible. I think I was probably <laughs> cut off very early. Or she just <laughs> let you both breastfeed i promise you my mother was not that kind you're so you're going back on being breastfed till you were five anna just said that right now (laughs) damn it you guys (laughs) but it would make sense wouldn't it sure can't you imagine five-year-old edgar anna how long were you breastfed but don't answer that until we come back from the break welcome back to culture we're still here with sketch comedians Heather and Anna. So Anna, you're about to tell us how you were breastfed and until what point. And do you feel like that's affected you in any such way? Yeah, I think um, my mom uh, at a very young age when I was a month old um, pushed me out into the wintry cold Mm -hmm. and said, fend for yourself. Mm. Very Swedish of her. How would you know that? I've read a lot about Swedish child rearing. What books? Uh, there's a book called Here's How We Swedes Do It. By who? Uh, <laughs> Dr. Svensson. What's his first name? Iglor. Iglor's not a oh Swedish my God. name. I didn't say it was. That's one of my favorite authors. Dr. Iglor Svensson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, this were, is how what Swe- were the themes? The themes were... Uh, Maybe the kid should do it on its own. I think that Dr. Igor felt that other European nations were raising their children to be too dependent on the parents and that Swedish parents should reject this notion by rejecting their child. Uh, the only, by rejecting their child. Yeah, and the only mm-hmm. downside of it was that it created uh, somewhat callous children. Uh, these children tend to be very stubborn uh, they tend to uh, be not very agreeable and uh, wow. just all around jerks, I guess. But <laughs> are you <laughs> calling the nation of Sweden all around jerks? Just the generation that was raised by parents who read Dr. Iglor's book. What generation well, I didn't was know. that? I don't know. I don't know who specifically read his book or not. Heather, did your mother oh, read any well, childhood books? The thing books? is, I didn't. Uh, I didn't read that one by that author. I read 
um, fermented fish and other fish. Mm-hmm. Which, by Dr. Igor Stenson. Yeah, exactly. Written by <laughs> Dr. two specialties, child rearing and, and fermenting fish. Well, I yes. think and every Swedish fish. person yeah. is an expert in fermented fish. You've had fermented fish. I have at your home. What do you think? You know, it actually was good. Duh. There was another thing that you gave me at your house that I really did not enjoy. What was it? I don't remember. But I was licorice? just like, I mean, I don't like the licorice. I Maybe didn't, I, and, did I give you the caviar? I think it was something the like caviar that. caviar paste? And I was like, not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. Carles caviar. I think uh, uh, caviar. I don't have the taste palette that uh, it's. It almost seems like Swedish people were just like, you know, it's cold outside, it's dark. I want to eat food that pains me in the way that the weather outside does. You have answered it. It was cold and it was dark. So how do you preserve food when you don't have a refrigerator? You ferment it. You ferment it. Yeah, but and they needed protein, so they fermented their fish. It's truly a depressing palate to me. Jesus. <laughs> Swedish food is rich in flavor mm. and freshness. Mm. Uh, you have a wide array of veggies, mm-hmm. veggie preparations, mm-hmm. uh, potatoes, really big part, fresh, buttery potatoes mm-hmm. with dill, mm. uh, smoked fish, so mm. flaky it falls off the bone. Oh, I'm sure that there are so mm. many people at home just salivating <laughs> yeah. at the idea of steamed fish it's not steamed it's smoked oh even better it is better heather did you grow up with a peruvian cuisine i didn't grow up with a um i went to peru when i was 16 and that's when i had first had peruvian food food. what kind of food is your mother making at home she was making like bolognese actually she made a lot of different stuff she made what was your least favorite of her dishes i loved it all there wasn't a thing that your mother made or you're just like "Eh, no i could do with that so mm-hmm. she was a good cook. She was a good cook. Mm. Yeah. My mom made poor food. We had a lot of hot dog things. Okay. Oh. She would chop up hot dogs and put potatoes and like bell peppers in and Yeah. That I was understand like what you're saying like a, a dish. like a dish. Yeah. yeah, it was just like what Hot dog soup? <laughs> okay. Whoa. For real? Yeah. It's uh, she yes. It mm-hmm. was the food she ate growing up. Mm. But it Was your mother poor growing up? Yeah, and she lets us know it. In what ways? I didn't assume that about Yvonne. Yeah, she never no, let me know. Because she's very, uh, uh, I would say, bourgeois. Bougie? Mm-hmm. You want to say bougie? I'll say bourgeois to make it sound respectful. <laughs> uh, because like, we went to the movie theaters when we were there, and we went to a movie theater where yeah. there's table service. Yeah, like the one here, I pick. I've never heard of it, and I've never been. I pick in Pasadena. Never been. Oh no. my God, you gotta go. Yeah, it <laughs> was like got a dinner to go. theater. But the, there was tape. Yeah, there was wine and the biggest glasses of wine I've ever seen in my uh, life. Was it not awesome? It was interesting. It was weird that we were watching Mission Impossible Fallout there. <laughs> I watched the new. Oh my God! Like I thought we'd be watching like an art film or they something. They don't but get we them. Just the black Mission Impossible Fallout <laughs> while someone was serving the rarest steak I've ever seen in my life. I went to the iPick once, saw a fabulous movie. I fell asleep in the opening scene. Well, how much were the tickets? <laughs> I had too many crispy tuna and too much wine. So sue me. So sue me. It's cozy. It's too cozy for a movie. That's the thing. If you mm-hmm. want to go see a movie mm-hmm. for the movie, you go sit in those upright indie theater, like old vintage, uh, uncomfortable seats. You're speaking about a middle class theater with almost 
a disdain in your voice. No, 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 no. Almost no. you're just like, you go live at how those poor folks no, live. No, no, that's false because a, a middle class theater or whatever, like the people's theater is like a regal. Those are comfy seats. I love a regal. I'm talking about the art house theaters. Los Feliz 3. Los Feliz 3 in my town. It's Burns Court. Those like, those art house theaters are committed to having the least comfortable seats on the mm-hmm. planet. Mm-hmm. Like they're perfectly upright and thin. Well, do you want to know why? So you pay attention? I don't know. I, I think, think it's because old. they're just, well, that, and I think they're also spending a lot of their money taking on the risk of playing these movies that may not, you know, bring back a lot of sure, ticket sales. Sure, they're not chains. Mm. Uh, you know, these ticket sales. I mean, some of the movies at the, that art house theater in the town I went to college, it's called Cameo Cinema, and they would play movies that I was just like, no one's watching this. How are you guys making money? Yeah. They weren't. They had to play one big blockbuster every summer to like go into the black. Yeah, so Damn. how did Heather and I meet? Nope. Uh so Heather how did tell we uh, meet? tell us about um <laughs> you so your mother didn't cook Peruvian food. <laughs> Is this what you want out of this interview? <laughs> I do, yes. You want to know about Heather's mom's cooking? I want to know about you guys as people. I mean, I spent a lot of time with both of you, but there's so little I do know. And even more our listeners don't know. I mean, wow. sure, we could talk about the fact that you guys did sketch and how you guys met and stuff like that. But is that the most intriguing thing about the two of you as people? I'm not sure. Let's have a conversation and find out. Heather, <laughs> do you ever feel like yes, you play yes. characters close to your mother? First of all, Edgar, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, it's a long-time listener. Yeah. There you Big are? Fan. Oh, What's yeah. your favorite episode? <laughs> <laughs> Say the uh, episodes. So when I Anna on. and I met, we let's talk were about just, the characters was, that you. It was twenty fourteen. Tw- oh, was it twenty fifteen? I want to say twenty fourteen. Oh, Might yeah. even have been twenty. My own podcast being derailed for me. <laughs> so, do you play, feel like you play characters close to your mother? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Can I hear one of those characters? Absolutely. Please. Do you need a word? Yes. Jar. Jar? Yes. Did you just write the word jar down on your pad of paper? I, I have to take notes. What is, why do you have this jar mm. for, to drink? Mm-hmm. A jar is not for drink, Heather. Mm. This is, I mean, people are going to think you can't afford glasses. <laughs> why do you, I don't know. I don't know why you like to have these ugly things in your home. Please, uh. we have to go now. Is we this, have to go now. Is this the real conversation you and your mother had? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Anna, same word, and I would like to hear a little of your mother. If you've ever played your mother. I don't really yes. play. Well, we did play our mothers once mm-hmm. at our mom show. Mm-hmm. Uh, our the show, The Pickle Hour, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh There's just one thing my mom always does. Well, I would like to hear it with Jar. The word is jar. I, uh, can I have a new word? Okay, sure. Are you going to write it down on your pad of paper? Mm-hmm. The word is a jar. Anna, <laughs> Anna. That's what she does. Anna, Anna. She does why do that did a lot. You, where is Anna? Anna. Where's the jar of pickled fish, Anna? You left it a jar. Anna. You left it open. Pay your credit card. Anna. She does. She does talk like that. It is very yeah. true. Uh, it's because you don't listen. Oh, 
it's that. true. She's Who trying to get your you? attention. My mother? I've watched. I've watched your mother speak to you, and I've watched you blatantly ignore her and continue doing what you were well, doing. It's hard because sometimes she's a little spacey too, so sometimes she'll just kind of go off about something. I've watched her talk mm. to you about something, and I've watched you pay zero attention <laughs> and then respond. But it's clear that you're not responding to what she's talking about. When? Many times. And I was I was only there for three days. And I saw this happen a lot where she would describe something in, I would say, rich detail. And you would just rich? completely would miss the describe? mark. All she talks about is, I'm not, guess who I saw at the gym? <laughs> I saw Brandon Taff's mm. mom. <laughs> Did you know that he is in law school in... Uh, Virginia, he's so cute. Anna, Anna, did you go to the gym? Did you go to the gym, Anna? <laughs> and did you? No. Oh. Mm. Very good. You want to go after this? I haven't gone to the gym yet today. You know. Do you have a membership at a uh, bodybuilder's gym? No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think a lot of times. Are you referring to your notes where you wrote the letter J and the word ajar? Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of times I think that we attribute, you know, funny and stuff like that to men a lot. Uh, (laughs) What? uh, What's the premise of this question? (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. And I think that that can be at times unfair. I would like you guys to describe some of the funny women in your life who aren't involved in comedy at all that could have perhaps maybe been influences on the two of you. I mean, I realized when talking about the jar, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, my mom is a big influence on mm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized in that moment that both of our upbringings uh, influence our sketches and everything that we write a lot. I mean, your characters, yeah. from what I've seen, are very boisterous people. Uh, uh, they sometimes are unaware uh uh and uh i mean my favorite sketch that i've ever seen of you guys and i've seen it in a few iterations but it's a two detectives interviewing someone with complete intensity about something very very dumb oh sure you know a boston detectives yeah Yeah. you know the journalists too but sometimes if the uh, detectives the two of you also have a fascination with playing men yourselves why a is fascination. that i want to say out of the majority of characters i've seen the two of you play i've only seen you guys play women once and they are just your grandmothers we have played <laughs> women so much we also play men we just play anything mm. yeah we played we played phantom of the opera mm-hmm. neon demon but i do think that you guys i mean i've heard you even say how can i make this a male character i'd prefer if this was a male character you referring to our spank? I mean, I'm referring to a lot of you guys' work. Again, yeah. I've I've had a backseat to a lot of your work. Oh, yeah. Huh? And what a body of work it is. You know, we've come a long way. So uh, yeah. is there a reason why you guys enjoy sort of the cross-play? I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Um, I didn't hate cross-dressing in Phantom Bread. Let me no. tell you something. I was wearing a three-piece suit. Yeah, you wore it all day. You continued to wear it after the cameras turned off. Yeah. It, She's wearing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> wearing it right now. Uh, you know, it's just so comfy. Mm. And it's nice to be non-sexualized the second you walk on stage. Yeah, I think that is what it is. Mm. And it's on a subconscious level. Yeah. Now that you mention it. 
to um, not have I, to be sexualized. I always feel more comfortable when I'm just a dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we did our cop characters at Spanish Aki, mm-hmm. and we had, like, pop bellies. And the audience is just so much more on your side yeah. when you come out like that. Why do you guys feel like that is? Because, I, I mean, again, it's probably something that I'm not. Do you agree or do you I'm disagree? Not, I don't agree or disagree i guess it's just something that i've never considered it's not something that i've i've never Edgar always walks out on stage and immediately starts flirting with the front row yes it's true it's true i've been known know. to flirt with the front row he's uh, working the room baby it, Winks. and it doesn't That's matter Hollywood. what i'm doing he uh, drops a pair of panties on their toes it's why i was no longer allowed to speak at my grandfather's funeral because the first row was uh people who were all related to me mm. didn't stop him no, I still continue. They said you aren't allowed to speak at your grandfather's funeral because everyone... I'm flirting with the front row. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Grandma, I heard there's a vacancy opening up soon. And, uh, <laughs> nice. 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 No one nice. appreciated it. <laughs> I think nice. it's great. Thank you. I think it's hilarious. Thank you. There's no yeah. better love like family love. It's beautiful how you hit on your own grandma. Mm. I didn't intend to. She it's just Alzheimer's. what I do. This wasn't that grandma. Oh, good. Is it? You tell me. So, I've never really noticed it before. I've never really actually thought about it. Um, Flirting with your grandma? <laughs> I mean, I've noticed that, and I've definitely thought about it. But the whole being sexualized the moment you come out onto stage. Um, is, are there characters that you guys tend to, are character types that you guys shy away from because of this? Like, are there people you're just like, I don't want to do this because I don't want, like, I'm considering how someone views me, how someone gazes at me. Well, you don't want to be... I don't think it came, comes out that way. Yeah. I think it's more like, it's never, the thought process is never like, oh, I'm worried about how the audience is going to see me. It's mm. just more like, I don't know, I don't feel like that's as much fun. Mm. Yeah, it's what's funny, and then how do we commit all the way? Heather has played naked on stage. Yeah. Or an equivalent of naked. Well, I saw your guys' Westworld oh, pickle yeah. hour uh, uh, where you wore a, <laughs> I want to say, nude suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was like a very tight skin suit, and you drew on my naked genitals. body parts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, my vagina, my butthole. Which was quite my bushy. <laughs> yes. Uh, What's your question? Uh, you guys enjoy yes. those kind yes. of jokes. Uh, uh, I haven't uh, shaved in a long time, yeah. So you felt like that was representative? Yeah, I, also, I have to be true to myself, and sure. my bush is fierce. Okay. Yeah, in I was moment. we even had a sketch where we had, like, a physical bush, the body oh, hair yeah. one. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a merkin. We pinned yeah. a merkin to, to you. Yeah. I've often compared you guys' humor to the, that of a 12-year-old boy. Thank you. Um, because you guys do think that the word, I mean, the word that you guys love and continue to use is the word come. And you guys find that <laughs> word very funny. C-U-M. That's a good um, word. Do you. Is, well, you know, Edgar, I mean, I have to, inter- sorry to interject here, uh, but, you know, you just have to appreciate that double entendre. Sure. And that pun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how come is such a, a common word. Exactly. Come over mm-hmm. here. Come over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's uh, it's a great word. Um, I would come say to your house. <laughs> our style of comedy is come comedy. Okay. Let me come on your house. <laughs> I want to give you guys a word, and I want to see your guys' work come into it. Um, your word is 
Jafar. How far? How Jafar? Did you throw that come? Great, Heather. Jafar, don't come on me. You're the bad guy. Great, Edgar. Jafar in this come? What? That was my submission. I don't get it. Well, my humor is a uh, uh, subjective. As opposed to other humor? Oh, I think there's some humor that is very objective. I agree, like the word come. Yes. It's objectively <laughs> funny. Well, okay. If you're still around, uh, we'll be talking <laughs> about come more after the break. We are still here with Anna and Heather, part of the sketch duo, John Baxter. Now, according to my understanding, there's a very funny origin to the name John Baxter. But what I'd like to talk about is, how did your mother dress you as a child? Like a child girl. Very good. Anna? Anna? (laughs) My mom, um, okay, I had matching dresses with my doll. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was a what big thing. What kind of doll was this? Um uh, it was a, you know, just a little a girl doll. Was this a demand of yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have siblings for a while, you know, 6 years. Oh, we know. Oh, yeah. You're sad that you, that you don't have, you didn't have siblings for Heather, 6 years. Heather, you are an only child. I yeah. never had siblings. Well, we discussed this uh, 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 on the previous episode where we did think that uh, birth order is a real thing. And um, like in terms of how it's used in pop psychology, do you feel your uh, only childness ever in your comedy, like coming out in any sort, in any sort of way? I think it's usually when I punch Anna in the face and mm-hmm. I say, give me that computer. That's my computer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Come usually unscripted. And I say, that's... That's my joke. I made that joke. Yeah. That's my yeah. joke. Yeah, I you do, know that's my joke, right? I, I do yeah. know. Notice that you I tend to uh, you tend to dominate the joke writing, uh, <laughs> and uh, you tend to dominate uh, the this, production of things. This is a subtweet. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I do know that ownership of the joke is very important to you. Yes, that's great. Anna, <laughs> do you ever feel like your first childness comes out in your comedy? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. Well, guys, uh, uh, I do always leave this section open for a guest to bring on a topic of theirs that they'd like to discuss. Uh, so uh, this is that moment. Heather, what was the topic that you wanted to discuss? <laughs> well, I just came back from Miami, mm-hmm. and... Uh, this isn't a bit topic. I brought on a serious topic. Please. Um, I will treat it as serious as you guys have treated this entire endeavor. Okay, great. Uh, I'm struggling with my Latina family being Republican. Mm. And my aunt spent a long time talking at me about Trump and Oof. all the stuff she hears on Fox News and stuff like that. She All she watches is like Fox News and mm. she gets really worked up. Mm-hmm. Every time I see her, she's like, so how are your taxes? I'm like, what? 
Because our taxes are high compared oh. to Florida. So um, she's trying to be like, bitch, you wish they were low. Yeah, she's just being passive aggressive or, you know, she's taking jabs. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, is it true that if you use a straw in California that you go to jail? <laughs> What is her accent? Yeah, it's it like sounded a, a little British at the end. There. Yeah, I mean, she's because she that, but well, that's just something else to unpack that I don't. Okay. okay. Um, but and I love my aunt. She loves me. You know, I don't. But mean that to, political difference I've, does almost, add a little bit of pressure. Yeah, well, she's been. You know, she grew up in. She was born in Bolivia and then spent a lot of her childhood in Peru, and they like went through two socialist uprisings and there's mm. a lot of terrorism and there was a lot of like waiting in line for bread so there's and, a negative connotation to the word for her yeah and yeah. i can't get through to her and i understand where she's coming from and i don't you know i don't take the jabs at her that like she you know i receive the jabs i and i say and i f- say it's okay yeah. yeah and i just listen do you identify as a socialist i don't know I don't know if I'm. I am. I would say pure. I don't know. I think you can be a democratic socialist and still sure support a regulated capitalist economy. Sure. I have no doubts of that. Uh, we have a a great series about that called "Socialism and Your Democracy" by uh, Heather and Anna. You can check it out on PBS, BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys received a lofty paycheck up. for that. $20 million a piece. Yeah, we donated it all to charity, though. Oh, yeah. you did? Mm-hmm. What charity? Higginbotham Concrete for Kids. Ah, so you donated the $20 million that you made to a charity run by your own family. Yeah, but kids don't have concrete. Sure. I don't. I have no problem with the charity to which you guys donated. I don't understand why you're attacking us. Right? Have so you ever sorry. looked a kid in the eye and said, sorry, you're not going to get concrete tonight? That kid can have concrete. That's not what's important to me. What's important to me is that I you guys donated the money. you have kids and they live in a world with plenty of concrete. That's all I hope for any kid. I mean, I That's think, all I hope for all the children of the world. I think any kid that was born, you know, after a certain time probably lived in such a world. Well, well, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You clearly. Which kids are you guys you giving to concrete Sweden? to? Oh, is there no concrete in Sweden? Have you been to oh. Peru? Is there concrete in Peru? Some. Well, we're working on it. Is that how your father met your mother? <laughs> the concrete mines. The concrete business. My father met my mother uh, playing tennis. Which was he good? He says he was, or he used to. Mm. Uh, he used to say he was the best at absolutely everything and never mm-hmm. had to study. Oh, wow. Did he never have to study? Who knows? Fantastic. Yeah. How did your father meet your mother? <laughs> and was it during a tennis match or perhaps badminton? No. My mother was the radio operator on a cruise ship in the Caribbean, and my father was the ship's doctor. Mm. Sticking to the bit, I see. And... My mother got <laughs> my mother's story. <laughs> right, used to Anna. pretend she was sick there so she go. could go see my father. But at the time, she was dating the ship's captain. So she and my father were secretly dating. And then when the ship's captain found out, 
he fired them both, and they were forced to live in Sarasota, Listen, Florida. Honest, if you're gonna make the jokes, crazy thing at is, least come up with a credible one. I, I thought mean. that was is that partially true? It's all true. Like that's all true. Isn't it, it is all true. Well, Anna's committed to the bit very hard. Here's the thing: my mom used to be like the ship's captain had a crush on me. That's why he fired us. But then <laughs> over the years, I inferred that she just cheated on him. So you inferred this. Your yeah. mother has never confirmed Well, she story. said that he had a crush on her, and that's why they were fired. But also, like, certain things don't add up. Like, one time she was with the ship's captain and her mom, <laughs> that time in Haiti. And it's like, why were you with the ship's captain? You're a radio <laughs> operator. But she was also with her mother. Yeah. But like, I guess why were why? you also with the ship's captain? I don't know. Yeah, they were dating. Okay. It's hard to know. Then, you know where they got married? On a boat. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah. To- Do you feel any sort of attachment to boats yourself? Oh yeah, I was born on a boat. Really? R- yeah, a rowboat. A rowboat. Mm-hmm. No. Middle of the sea. Now you're sea? now you're lying. Baltic. Okay. My mom was in heading labor. in which direction? West. Towards what country? Toward. Uh, What's west on the Baltic Sea? Uh, it would have been. It's that way. Sweden. You look, look at my finger. Great. My finger's pointing over there. It's mm-hmm. that way. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Floating west. And my mother was in labor for four hours. And Poseidon came up and said, your child will be smarter than Edgar. And she wow. said, oh, no, it's you don't have to do that. And Poseidon said, it's, it's already done. Mm. And then Poseidon said, also, uh, you're gonna, your child's going to meet a comedy partner mm-hmm. named... Heather Alarcon Higginbotham, mm-hmm. and she's going to be really cool, mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. Did you great. just check your phone? I'm looking at the time. In the uh, middle of that story? I don't know if you story. noticed, but uh, the timer in this room is not on. Like, also, yes, the story at that point did bore me to the point where I looked <laughs> at my phone. Is that porn on your phone? It is. Are you watching? Oh, oh God. Is that your naked grandma? It is. Oh, Edgar, that's disgusting. Okay, you call it disgusting. I call it freedom. I call it why my family came to this country originally. So that you could watch your grandmother pornographically? I promise you I couldn't do it back in Haiti. I can't stop staring at it. Well, Can you, you send go. me that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Oh. I mean, oh. it's hard enough going two minutes without Edgar sending me a dick pic. It's true. <laughs> it's the same one, though, and it's not mine. Whose is it? It's mine. <laughs> That's true. I have Surprise! 16 of those in my phone. So where's Jaquise? Did you kill him? Uh, No, Jaquise is not dead. He's on a mission that I cannot describe. What? That's all I can say. He is absent because he is currently doing something in which I cannot say. Can Is it related to the podcast? No. Okay. All right. You're allowed two more guesses. Is it about his uh, uh, girlfriend? No. Will you tell us if it's what if we guessed right? No. <laughs> I feel like I was right. You weren't. Is he pregnant? No. <laughs> We're close. <laughs> the way you shivered on that last okay. one. Heather got it right. <laughs> Whoa. Jaquise is with a child, and he has taken his girlfriend to his parents to describe the situation. <laughs> you mean to because they're happy about it? No, Jaquise's par- uh, family is very, very religious and rich, and they know that- uh, uh, <laughs> Is this a problem that your 
Uh, you guys fucking with me again? No, we're not fucking with you. you they know that Jess's family is. You can't make this joke because when you say Jaquise is pregnant, it could mean she's pregnant. No, no, no. Jaquise is pregnant. Oh my God. But it's a miracle. It is a miracle, but you have to understand that. The I mean, Niels, just use a C uh, The Neils are a very wealthy, influential family I've in Illinois. I've been trying to get Edgar pregnant for weeks. Yeah, well, I told you you have to let me hold my legs up and shake back and forth <laughs> afterwards, but you won't let me. <laughs> You've got to let him do that. No, I I slap him on the toes and say, "Give me a soda." Yeah. So If you spit It all drops his... out once I leave the bed. <laughs> Look, if what you really need to do if you really want to get Edgar pregnant, okay? Mm-hmm. This is how I got Bob pregnant. Oh, tell with me. With little Bob. Cuz you are married. Yes. To little Bob the dog. No, to human Bob the dog and then human Bob gave birth to little Bob for the listeners, Heather's oh, husband is named Bob, and her dog is also named Bob. I yes. promise you, Anna, the way this episode has been going, there are no listeners. Uh, not a single person Christ. is still on board. Uh, no one is listening anymore. We get it, Edgar. You don't think women are funny. I mean, look, sometimes you don't have to say what you think. Other people will say it for you. Edgar says that to me every night. I do. <laughs> And I don't know what I mean by it, but I do say it to you every night. Uh, and he licks his lips. I lick my lips and I go, nighty night. Well, I was. Heather, gonna... what does Bob do before he goes no. to bed? He says, babies, get up. Get up. You he says, you can't fall asleep on the couch. Get, oh, Come on, Heather. And then I, once he says Heather, I eventually get up because that means I'm, that means he's mad. So here's your last opportunity for a serious response to a serious question. Okay, what's the question? John Baxter in five years, where do you hope it would be? Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, I hope we have our own show. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I hope we've sold a show and mm-hmm. we have a show. Yep. Well, if I was a television executive listening to this episode, you'd give us money yesterday. I would. A lot. A I lot would. of it. If you guys go back to your mailbox, the money's already there. We donate it. We donate it all. Again, to Higginbotham Concrete. Absolutely. It's a donation. It's important to give back. Sure, absolutely. Heather, yeah. where yeah. can people find you? At H. Higgs on Twitter. Mm-hmm. At Higasaurus on Instagram. Absolutely. Fantastic. Anna, bad. thank you for being on the podcast. What? No. Bad comics by <laughs> thank Anna. Thank you for being on the comics podcast. Comics with an X. <laughs> okay. Help me drag Edgar. Never uh, forget garlic in the butt. <laughs> My God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's what happens when you're trying to silence me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Wait, we haven't plugged where you can find John Baxter. Where can you guys find John Baxter? Um, If you remove the garlic from Edgar's butt, you can find it in there. (laughs) Also, John Baxter comedy on Instagram. Is that what you guys are saying? That's what you said. Apparently, you think women make comedy that's ass. Just two. I guess you're just looking at women's butts when they tell jokes. Funniest part of their body. <laughs> Not funnier than cum. For the <laughs> listeners, I just threw a pen at Edgar. It's true. Now he's crying. Also true. Uh, you can find our videos on Vimeo, uh, vimeo.com slash ourpicklefilms, and on YouTube, John Baxter Comedy. And uh, we have a Twitter. John Baxter, John Baxter jokes. jokes. That's all of it. Right. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, oh, my God. I really I, enjoyed know, speaking to the both of you. 
Thank you so much, Edgar. Thank you for having us. What Thank are you your for... notes? Uh, they're just things uh, I'm supposed to turn in notes to my producers, and they're just things that have been said. But these are from the last podcast where we actually had a conversation. Uh, I will say- Edgar uh, wrote the letter J and circled it. It's jar. It's jar. <laughs> um, <laughs> please give them this note that I made. Heather, again, it's just a penis squirting out semen. And this is, it is a, penis a picture of Anna that says the word taxes under it. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Guys, you know, sometimes a guest comes on and you have a conversation. There's chemistry. Uh, it's fulfilling. It's lively. Thank you so and much. And everyone walks this away informed. Like that. Yeah. And then there's this episode. Uh, so I will again thank you guys so much for being hey, on. Hey, don't feel bad. We have really strong chemistry. It's hard to breach through. And no, it's join true. The it's true. I I think that when listeners listen, they will say Edgar derailed this, and that's fair because it's true. <laughs> I appreciate you finally taking responsibility for some of the things you did wrong. Hey, you and my therapist, guys. Thank you so much for being here uh, again. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can find young women on their respective social medias November 29th we will be at the Chicago Podcast Festival please buy tickets to chicagopodfest.com you can find Jaquise Neal at Jaquise Neal on all social medias you can find me at Edgar Mobuzier on Twitter at Awfulgram on Instagram where you plugged him it's not even here I respect my co-host guys thank you so much for listening and as always stay healthy that's beautiful. <laughs>